Welcome to another episode of the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and each week on this podcast, I talk to some of the most fascinating people on the planet in all areas of life, from mindset to fitness to spirituality, and of course, business. Look, I believe you deserve success in all the areas of your life, not only business. But before we get into today's show, you may want to join us on our next Work Hard, Play Hard experience. This year, we're going to be going to Mykonos and Marrakesh. In these experiences, I have hand-selected a group of high-performing business people who are seeking more balance, connection, and they want to celebrate their wins as a reward for the hard work that they put in. If you want someone to curate once-in-a-lifetime experiences and force you to play more, rush over to workhardplayhardexperience.com. Fill out an application so we can jump on a discovery call to see if this is a good fit for you. And remember, excuses are over. It's time to live. I'm just going to keep on going after it. Like, I got a bulldog spirit. Like, if somebody tells me I can't do something, which was me, I can't I can't do this regardless of what I feel in my back, then I'm going to push it. I'm gonna, if somebody pushes my back against the wall, I won't bite back harder than you would even imagine. I finally realized that as I'm around these different people, I don't want to be around certain people anymore. So I dissected myself away from people who are always trying to do meetings with me. I dissected myself away from people who just kind of wanted to pass a fire off of me for knowledge and waste my time. I'm really, really intentional with where I put my time now. And that allows me to have new energy. And yes, I still work a lot. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Work Hard, Play Hard show. Today on the show is Brandon Thompson. This is a part two episode with Brandon. So look, Brandon is a genius real estate investor, house flipper, wholesaler, and Airbnb expert. I wanted to have him back on the show because he's made a significant change recently. He was kind of getting burnt out in the real estate world, and he's found a new life in creating a real estate company to leverage his knowledge and his skills to help people make the gazillions of dollars that he's made. But here's the big kicker. He's having a blast doing it. So, you know, look, he would be the last guy that I would ever think that I would see dancing on TikTok or taking you behind the scenes on what somebody left behind at one of his Airbnbs, things like adult toys or nasty towels or all kinds of crazy things that people left behind. But he's doing it in such an entertaining and fun way. It's like, it's like we have Brandon 2.0 here. I don't know who this guy is. We talk about how he reinvigorated something that he was, you know, starting to lose his passion for and how he's coming at this business from an entirely new and different angle. So if you are looking to reinvent yourself or you're looking to leverage a skill set that you have into another business, this episode is going to be for you. Please enjoy this conversation with Brandon Thompson. Brandon, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, thank you. You know what, man? I am super excited to do this interview with you for so many reasons. Number one, 
You are a real estate flipping genius. And I mean flipping, not as in freaking, but as in flipping genius. Seconds, because we're good friends and it's always fun for me to interview my friends. I always learn more when I do an interview than just hanging out. And third, uh, because you're in my mastermind and we both share a passion for fulfillment and travel. So with that preamble, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for the kind words. Uh, They're awesome. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you got it. So I want to talk to you a little bit about pivoting. Yep. And I want to talk to you about burnout. And I want to talk to you about reimagining your life. You've been in real estate for a long time, probably 17 years or so. And you're now in a place in your life with... It's, it, it's interesting to me because you went from sort of like a guy that had a you know knowledge in real estate and was really good at it, but not really that into it doing any more but continuing to do it because obviously you can do it in your sleep and you know how to make money. But right. now you are doing it in a way that is so interesting and fun and TikTok-y and dancey. And I'm just laughing. I was in Cabo, which you and I are about to go to for our next mastermind trip. Mm-hmm. But I was in Cabo uh, with Darren and one of your one of your dancing TikTok videos came on, and the two of us are looking at it. And we're just laughing our ass off, and we're like, "Look at this guy! He's having a good time." What's going on with Brandon Two Point Oh man, uh, I think the last time I did the podcast with you, uh, I don't even know when it was, but a while back, a little over a year and a half ago, I was kind of in a bad place. Came off of a, I won't say a bad partnership by any means. It was a great partnership, but uh, I was at the place where. We had just come out of the woodworks and just split working together and we sold off all of our rental homes. I had to go reinvent myself, found you with your mastermind, joined you guys. And from there, I just quiet guy in the room with everybody that was in your tribe and, and uh, just kind of just soaking it all in. And I was at a, at a low point in my life because I knew I wanted to do more, but I was so beat up after... I guess at that time, 16 years in the business. I'm 18 years in now, actually, and oh, okay. uh, okay. got to the point where, man, it was just it was it was just exa- I was exhausted. So just through a little bit of coaching with you guys and listening to a bunch of podcasts, sewing back deep into myself, I got to the point where I reinvested time and energy into myself, and you know, learned to enjoy life a little bit more, slowed down, which inadvertently allowed me to speed up and. Since then, we've tripled our income with flipping and, and had some awesome good things happen uh, with, with buying short-term vacation rentals and long-term rentals. And we started a wholesaling operation as well as my podcast. And then that led to training courses uh, through your mastermind and, and your coaching as, as, as well as Chris Harder's and got to the point where, man, I'm just living my best life. I'm allowing myself to raise other people up the ladder of success to not only join me, but to surpass me, hopefully, and seeing some success uh, in, in case studies and with my training programs, just people are making twenty and $30,000 a month. And just to see people going from two months before making $4,000 a month to two months later making twenty and $30,000 a month, seeing those kind of case studies really is getting me excited. So that's birthing new energy into me. And uh, we're trying to take real estate by storm and go after everybody that says they're a, a, a guru and show them 
it's not a guru business. It's a, it's a love-based business, showing people how real real estate really is behind the scenes and things like that. And show them that even with a little bit of sweat and uh, hard work, they can make success for themselves as well as generational wealth for them and their heirs to come. So hope that made you know, sense. Even, it does. <laughs> but even even more than that, there's a part of you now that's just a different Brandon. It, it's like, um, let me see if I can do a better job explaining it. Yeah. Yes, yes, you were sort of like a, a, a quieter guy that sort of like was, you know, in the room. But you're you're having fun now. It is it is clear to me that you're happy and you're enjoying it and you're having fun. You know, we get one we get one ride at this uh, at this game, you know, unless there's another one I don't know about. We get one ride. And it just seems to me that you've made a decision to step into that ride and enjoy it a little bit more. Did that come was that sort of born out of you know, you just saying like, fuck it, I'm just going to have a good time and do what I want to do. Or did it come from, you know, a transition where you had to go from, you know, sort of like offline to online and then there was a learning curve around it. And then like, what, like talk, to, if, if, if you had to like tell somebody who's, you know, in, in that situation where they're like, you know, I've been in real estate for, you know, 16, 17 years and I want to go online, but I don't know much about social media. And I, I certainly don't understand TikTok or creating a reel on Instagram. And I'm not that kind of guy, you know, how would you, how would you help that person? What would you talk to him about? Yeah. So that's a loaded question. So I'm at the, I was at the point in my life where I saw everybody doing these fancy videos and trying to, or I don't know if they were trying to, but they were really impressive. Uh, I don't think they were trying to impress. They really knew what they were doing. And I got to the point where like, I just don't have the time for it. I'm, I'm just going to be me. I'm the Southern bumpkin from West freaking Georgia, uh, just an hour outside of Atlanta. And I'm not going to dress to impress. I'm sweating out there every day and and, and you know, walking through houses. And we'll show you the, the behind the scenes. I'm you know, a little overweight and that's okay. I just said, you know what? It is what it is. I'm me. And I, when I finally realized that I don't have to impress anybody, um, it's okay to have my Southern twang come out. And, uh, you know, I, I just showed people me. And that came from there again, you know, not, not to throw all that back on you, but, you know, getting around a different tribe, um, mm -hmm. not only yours, but other people. I went to a couple of uh, summits outside of yours and people that you know, and just reinvesting in my life. And it, it allowed me to realize that my tribe, who I spend my time with, is the most important thing that will, I guess, mold me. And I finally realized that as I'm around these different people, I don't want to be around certain people anymore. So I dissected myself away from people who are always trying to do meetings with me. I dissected myself away from people who just kind of wanted to pass a fire off of me for knowledge and waste my time. And I'm really, really intentional with where I put my time now. And that allows me to have new energy. And yes, I still work a lot. I think in a couple of years, I'll be walking away from flippers uh, or flipping with our with 100 long-term rentals and short-term rentals. But with that said, I, I, I finally realized what I wanted, which was real passive income. I wanted to be around real authentic people. And I wanted real authentic conversations and I wanted to slowly gain wisdom as I'm getting older. And I don't really care to impress anybody. And if they don't like it, then they can go fuck themselves. 
Isn't there a beauty in that though? There really is a beauty in, you know, that sort of like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care what you think about me. I don't care what watch I have on to impress you or what car I have or the size of my house or the size of anything else. You know, like, (laughs) I don't care. I don't care. And with that comes such freedom. You know, I was listening to, um, an interview with um, Bethany Frankel. She's uh, one of the Real Housewives who created uh, Skinny Girl. Mm-hmm. Wound up selling it to Jim Beam for $250 million. She wow. uh, created like this margarita line. Wow. And her first podcast was with Mark Cuban. Mm-hmm. And she actually beat Joe Rogan this week uh, with wow. that interview. It was great. And she talked to, to Mark Cuban and she said, you know, I was just at your, um, I don't know if it was, his, it was a big zero birthday. I don't know if it was 40th or 50th, probably 50th. And, um, she said, you know, you have Coldplay playing, you know, you, you live in a compound, you have Coldplay playing and you're walking around with a bottle of Mad Dog 2020 and you have your t-shirt that is cut, like the sleeves are cut off and you are having a fucking blast. You're loving your life and you're having a good time and you could give two shits who was in the room and it was as A-list as it gets. Yeah. And I remember hearing that and saying, God, there is such freedom in that. It's not easy to do because we're all insecure, right? We all yeah. want to, you know, have the other person think of how great we are. So I love that you are stepping into that. So, yeah. okay. I want to talk to you a little bit about real estate. You are, you are uh, quickly becoming the, uh, the guru in the way that, you know, Gary V was known for wine and, Mm-hmm. Brene Brown is known for vulnerability. You are quickly becoming very, very known now um, online for real estate and helping people get into real estate and wholesaling and flipping and Airbnb and all that stuff. Uh-huh. But when I, you know, like I don't know anything about your worlds. And when I think about the process of buying one house, and, you know, uh-huh. I've probably bought one, two, I probably bought three homes, maybe four in my entire life, and I'm mm-hmm. 54. When I think about that, I can remember feeling so stressed about going to a closing and mm-hmm. waiting for it to come and all of that stuff. You've done that 1,500 times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't understand how you can do that. And, and maybe you can sort of like talk to, you know, any special approaches that you have that have worked really well for you to be able to pull that off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, 18 years in this business, you see the good, the bad, and the ugly, and you quickly learn through trial and error what works and what doesn't. And having a partner kind of like struggling for power, for lack of better words. And, you know, I love that guy. He's a, he's a, he's an awesome dude and I bless him and he's doing some amazing things himself. But, you know, you kind of realize like, how you don't want to run your business. And then when you're reinventing yourself and how you do want to run your business, here's some, here's some things that I learned along the way. The, fir- the first two times around, first time around, pre-recession, it was just me and my wife. We were young and dumb in our 20s. And then we lost everything through 20, uh, by 27 and went bankrupt. Post-recession for like 10 or 11 years, it was, it was my, my uh, business partner and I, and we'd done some things and built up a team, but we didn't run it the way I necessarily would want to run it now. Two years into my own business with my wife and I, we are flipping 100 homes this year. 
making three times the amount of money, working a whole hell of a lot easier uh, with a lot less time invested on our end. And here's the thing that we did was I decided this time around, I'm not going to cut people's pay down so low where they they feel bad about themselves and they're suffering just to make myself rich. I'm going to reinvest into the people that are working for me. And instead of working for me, um, I, 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 I don't want to be their boss. I just want to be a leader and I want to empower them and show them that you're not capped or, or, or you're not going to be the one that can't grow as big as I am. I'm the one that's trying to edify these people and, and build them up, find out what their passions are, what they want in life, bring them into a, a, a setting and then just love on them. And then that's really helped me out over the last two years specifically, sewing into people and taking these ceilings off of the limitations that were originally put on them in, in certain parameters. I love that. Now, when you think about those those 1,500 uh, uh, flips that mm-hmm. you've done, did you have to go to 1,500 closings or is there, you know, is your process being sort of like an accredited investor different than let's say mine? No, I've, I've, I went to the first several closings for probably the first 10 years. And then over the last, you know, 10 years or eight years or whatever, we've set it up where I don't even go to closings. I've got my attorney has, has power of attorney uh, for me. Uh, and it is the attorney in fact, and actually signs for me at closing every once in a while, if we're borrowing uh, uh, from a, an institutional lender for whatever reason, if it's a larger project, I am required to go in. So I might go into like five closings a year out of a hundred homes that we're going to do this year. But that's very rare. I do not want to be in, I don't, I don't want to waste my time. Uh, I mean, I hate to say this, but a monkey can do that job for me. <laughs> uh, give yeah, them no, the power it. of attorney and let them write it and then sign my name. I'm good. And I'm not calling my attorney or anybody that signs for me a monkey, by the way, just so it's known. I'm just saying. No, no, no. I, got, I got what you're saying. <laughs> I got what you're saying. I mean, I used to say the same thing as a chiropractor. A monkey can crack a back. It's a question of knowing how to. So, okay. If you, this year, you're going to do what? A hundred flips, you think? We will do a hundred flips, yes. Okay. So, where did that list of a hundred flips come from? You know, I, I'm thinking this is how old I am. You're mm-hmm. opening up the newspaper. You have a red marker and you're circling it in the newspaper. That's not yeah. what you're doing. What, what are you doing? No, I mean, it's, it's putting, it's implementing systems. So two years ago, I thought I knew it all. Uh, after I split everything, I was realizing that the business was evolving. And all the stuff that I learned before social media Immediately after cell phones came into play, uh, you know, from the late 90s to the early 2000s, I mean, the world has changed and a lot of this stuff is software driven. So we researched out, I had a, a and I, I researched out through multiple conversations, picking everybody's brain uh, over the last, probably the first year out of the last two years, I was in different REI meetups. I was kind of rubbing elbows with people, taking them out to lunch and just learning. And, and, and from what I learned was, there's a whole new world out there that is that has those smart systems. So a lot of what we do is we utilize data software. I use a company called PropStream, and they have some of the best data out there that I can put together different lists, like um, or or different seller lists that are potential sellers. Something like distressed properties uh, that that may have that I don't know Liz pendings. That's litigation pending. They may have some kind of litigation mm. pending, or they may have. Uh, their their names on eviction records. Uh, uh, you know they they filed an eviction court case. 
because they, they are kicking their tenant out or you may have an I, a, a high equity list who in a certain county has a lot of equity in their property and they may be a little bit older. So we can, I mean, and then there's a hundred different ways to source properties through those different lists, but we'll pull list and then we will a- export them into a company called batch skip tracing and.com. And through there, we can do what's called uh, skip tracing. And skip tracing is, is kind of like your private investigator that scans the web for all the available addresses and phone numbers, mobile or landline for the owner of records or the last few owner of records. And then it's just a process. We'll, we'll, we'll do text blasting. I use it a lot as another. I know I'm throwing it on. I'm throwing a lot of companies out there. I'll utilize software like, you know, that's text blasting through launch control. We'll send mass text out there. Did you know that text has a 98% open rate? Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas cold calling doesn't work that well. So we'll text blast first. I'll have people work for me that will cold call after that. And then beyond that, we'll send out letters. And then we do some other kind of old school stuff like bandit signs and stuff, but it's all systematized now. And then I've raised up like three people who went through my master class last year and, and then earlier this year that really got it. And they kind of pushed themselves to, to work with me and confide in me. And I taught them as much as I could in a short duration. And now they're all, they're all making like five figures plus each month, whereas they weren't before. And they're pounding the pavement because they see that the the pot of gold is at the end of the rainbow. And and they understand that a little hard work paired with some smart systems in place will allow them to make more money. And you know, you are you're really, really good. You know, as somebody who coached you. I um I was always unclear as to whether or not you you know you were going to execute in the beginning when I first started to get to know you and coach you whether or not you were going to execute on uh, what we discussed right and in every single case not only did you execute but you dominated it like you went like if I gave you something I'd be like hmm, I hope he does it. And not only did you, not because I didn't think you would do it, it's because I didn't know you well enough to know how you do things. Right. And then I started to realize that everything I suggested or everything that we coached on that you didn't have to, you went all fucking in <laughs> and you dominated it. Yeah. Where does that come from where you're so good at getting an idea in your head and then executing it at such a high level. How did you develop that skill set? Yeah, I mean, I just genuinely love people and I'm quiet. You said I was quiet earlier. I'm quiet because I don't like I don't like shitty conversations. I don't like surface conversations. I think you had a podcast or something about this not um, or a couple of years ago. Uh, I'm I'm that guy. I don't like surface stuff. So I like going deep with people and I'll stay quiet and and uh, then when I have something to talk about, we'll talk about something meaningful. And that's what all I've ever done was teach, teach, teach uh, the people that wanted to listen. And, and, and then I'll get a lot from them as well. I'll learn a lot from them along the way. And, and we just kind of do life together and pairing that all together and putting it in a pot. That's kind of what made me dominate. And then same thing with my education business now. And, and we just get invested in people and they see that I care and... That's it. It's authentic. I think it's just just pure authenticity. I love that. I love that. I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, fulfillment. Mm-hmm. 
what is the one thing that you have not gotten to in your life? And if you don't get to this one thing, you're going to have massive regret. Like, what is the thing that's in your head right now that you're like, I, I still haven't done that. And I'm gonna, if I don't do it, I'm going to be regretful. <laughs> you know, you know, I've got, I've got money. I've got the big house. I've got some nice vehicles. I've been all over the world. You know, I enjoy travel. Uh, I feel like I've made it. I mean, I don't really feel like that there's a million things out there, but something that has been just, I've not dominated in is my physical fitness. And mm-hmm. I told myself by the end of this year, I'm going to have a fucking six pack. So, um, <laughs> and I know that sounds vain, but it is the one thing that I've tried as hard as I could. And, and I think you were uh, uh, working with me back in 2016. Mm-hmm. And I got really, really Yeah, we fit. made a big change. Yeah, I made a big, ch- or made a big change with you. And, and then I let myself go because I hurt my back. Um, I was in a mm-hmm. car accident and got flipped and, and, uh, rolled three times, landed upside down with my wife when our 16-year-old now um, was just a baby at one years old. And then years later, it kind of hurt me and I had some degenerated cartilage between my lower left spine. And it really, really um, started hurting years later and set in. And we investigated it and did some different things to try to heal me. And I just realized that I'm just going to let, or I, I thought in the process, like, you know what, screw it. I don't, I'm, I don't care. I'm not going to work out anymore. And I let myself go over the last three years. And then uh, I realized I don't feel good. I felt like shit. And, and even though I'm, you know, successful in real estate and money and things like that, I'm just going to keep on going after it. Like I got a bulldog spirit. Like if somebody tells me I can't do something, which was me. I can't, I can't do this regardless of what I feel in my back. Then I'm going to push it. I'm gonna, if somebody pushes my back against the wall, I won't bite back harder than you would even imagine. And I'm going to make myself known. So I've kind of finally bit back at myself this year and about three months ago. And I mean, I'm loving it and I'm not going backwards this time. I'm like, I, I said that last time, I'm never going back. I'm not going back this time. Like I've, I'm not where I want to be right now, but I am working hardcore, like four, uh, probably five times a week doing metabolic conditioning and I'm slowly eating right drinking smarter wine. Thank you. <laughs> Things You're like welcome. that. That's, yeah. That's a pretty good product. Yeah, man. Itself. It's, 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 it's habits, right? It's, yeah. it's doing your, uh, your intermittent fasting, you know, from let's say making your last meal at seven and your, your, your meal in the morning at, you know, 11 AM, like mm-hmm. that one hack, if you can get yourself to do that, will definitely start to lean you out. Yeah. Um, making a decision, like if you love wine, getting something that's super clean, um, it's never the workout. You can't work your way out of a bad diet. It's not going to happen. Like yeah. you only burn a couple, you only burn a couple hundred calories when you're working out, you know, yeah. doesn't do much, but you, you know what to do. You've been there before and you're going to get there. Yeah. You know, I believe that people should do more of the things that they love to do mm-hmm. and less of the things that they don't. Right. What are some things that you're currently doing that you really don't love? And you have not figured out a way how to not do them yet. You're still doing them. What comes to mind when I talk about that? I have a little bit of OCD and I don't let loose my, my books. So probably once every three weeks, I am doing my books for about two days and it sucks. It's pure hell. I hate it. I brought on part-time bookkeepers and they do an okay job, but they don't really know how to run my books like I do. And I'm really obsessive about the money and watching and crunching and things like that. That's something that really annoys me. Honestly, I'm getting tired of looking at houses. I, I feel like I'm finally raising people up that understand this business in, in a short, short time. 
So I'm thinking about delegating that task so I don't have to go look at all these houses anymore. I know for most people who who look at Instagram and see before and pictures and things like that, it's just exciting and awesome and exotic and sexy. But for me, it's like, man, I've been doing this for 18 years. I love this business. I love the creativity that real estate allows uh, uh, for and, and the success it gives me uh, and the lifestyle. But I don't like doing that those works anymore. So that's something that I'm working on right now is to just slowly start pouring more people into the team and then having a really good tight-knit team, a smaller team, but tight-knit team where I can elevate them and help them do more, which will eventually phase me out. And so far it's working. I mean, you know, I really don't work a lot. I just, my brain is always on. (laughs) I love it. I want to talk to you a little bit about your uh, your relationship with your wife. You and I have have not chatted about that. You've got a, a, a just a an absolutely lovely, amazing woman. Like, and I don't, I'm not just saying that. Yeah. Tiffany is really freaking amazing. She just is. Anybody who's with her for two seconds realizes how special she is. She's just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, to be able to be married to you is not easy. Let's be honest. It's not. So, you know, she puts I, up with a so lot. This is, <laughs> <laughs> so this is, uh, this is an incredible gift. Um, what are the key lessons that you have learned about fulfillment in marriage? You got to, I'm, I'm going to be short on this and not long with it. You got to continuously die daily for the other person. Oh, interesting. Unpack that. Now I'm going to make you be long-winded. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, you know, I, I've seen, and, and you're right, my my wife, or, or I think I said it, my wife puts up with a lot of shit. I'm, I'm the OCD entrepreneur. My mind goes in a million directions. If we're talking about kids, all of a sudden I'm, I'm switching gears and not even transitioning in the conversation, but I'm talking about a house or I'm talking about where I want to go with my education company and I can't mm-hmm. stay focused and she puts up with that, you know. I'm so busy, and I just generally don't like to cook uh, unless I got a really nice wa- uh, bottle of wine or something. I generally just don't like to cook, or, and I don't like to clean, and I don't like to do any of that. So I had to force myself years ago to learn to do some of that stuff and, and do that. But she's put up with that over the years. I had a bad drinking habit at the height of uh, my career with my business partner. We we're successful monetary wise. But every day he and I would go out to the bars and drink and I'd stumble home and I'd, she, she had to pull me off the side of the road one time, completely drunk where I was drinking and driving. Somehow, by the grace of God, I didn't kill anybody nor myself. And I, I came off of a, an exit and a couple hours later, I was vomiting all over myself and people had moved me out of the middle of the road. I didn't go off the exit. I was in the middle of the road and they had to push me off. And she actually called at that point because I hadn't made it home and had to come get my ass. She's found me passed out drunk in an arena and, and puking all over the floor. I get, I get too happy. So I've learned my place along the way, but she's put up with a lot. And she's constantly done that for me, dying daily because she loves me genuinely. And, 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 and if I think about it, like, man, I mean, that's something special. You don't really find somebody that's willing to do that for you. And because she does, it makes me realize that now, years later, like, I need to do that more for her. So I'm slowly, it's mm. a work in progress. Um, it's a what work a in progress. What a great answer. 
Yeah. What a, and thank you, thank you for that, and thank you for being vulnerable because there's a lot of people that um, have had similar circumstances uh, in their life, me included, where you know they're not willing to be quite as as honest about that. But it sounds to me like you've recognized the amount of uh, what's the word uh, unconditional love that she has given you, yeah. and you know you're not that guy anymore. You don't have those habits anymore. And you want to make sure that she knows that she's loved back. So you're, you know, you're, 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 you're not, you you don't forget. You don't forget. And I love that. That's, uh, that's amazing. All right. So we're going to move on to a couple of more questions around uh, fulfillment. What do people often get wrong about you? (laughs) Man, this guy's quiet. He just, he, he, he must be, he must not be that interesting. Uh, I think a mm. lot of people say that I'm pretty interesting when they get to know me, but because I am so quiet and reserved, when you first get to know me, people are like, they just kind of brush me off. Like, ah, once you get to know me, I'm I'm crazy. I'll I'll freaking go run around my underwear and go do jello mm-hmm. shots with you. <laughs> yeah. 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 If you could spend a month anywhere in the world and live, you know, with just you and Tiffany, kids are kids are grown, kids are gone, and you can do one month anywhere in the world. Where would you go and why? Man, um, hmm. Well, I think we, which I know you've done that last year. I think I think Italy. I think we mm-hmm. really genuinely love Italy and either Italy or Spain. I haven't been to Spain yet, but uh, it, just from what, Spain. I, yeah, from what I what I know and I love that Latin culture, it would probably be one of the two countries or maybe I'll just go drive through both of them since they're so close. You know, actually, I may even consider doing Spain uh, for one of our uh, work hard, play hard trips. That might be fun. Yeah. So with every new level comes a new devil. <laughs> what are you currently struggling with now? Comparing myself with my education company to other people who are, I feel like are doing it better and judging myself. Mm. Isn't it amazing that you just started the company, you know, within the last year or so ish. And it's almost like me getting into real estate after a year and trying to compare myself to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a good lesson it, right there. It sounds so ridiculous when you look at it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's but it's still new. there. Yeah, I mean, it's a new company and it's a it's an education company, and we have great case studies. And yet, I'm judging myself because I'm not uh, Dean Graziosi or or I mean, isn't that funny? Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. We are that. the biggest fucking critical. Uh, we're we're the we're the most critical of ourselves more than anybody else. Right. All right, last question. We're going to change things up a little bit. What one question would you like to ask me? How did you trudge through the mud for all those years with intentionality doing, I was actually talking to my wife about you the other day, uh, all those years doing chiropractic, knowing that you hated it after a while, but given the fact that you actually went into that career in the first place and there had to be some kind of level of respect and love for that occupation in the get-go. So how did you go from start to finish, start loving it? possibly, you know, and being excited about it to completely hating it in the lifestyle around it. Mm, slow process. Uh, in the beginning, it was, whoa, this is exciting because I have, that's actually a really good question. I have not been asked that question before and I have, and I, I know the answer to it. I enjoy taking something that I have no fucking idea how to do 
and learning at a very high level how to do it. I can give you example after example, DJing, surfing. There are many, many things that I have done where I just have absolutely no idea what I'm doing, but I learn how to deconstruct it. And I think chiropractic was was just that for me. You know, I went into it and I was like, well, you know, I didn't learn how to, I didn't learn how to do, uh, run a chiropractic office in chiropractic school, nothing. I mean, they don't teach you any, any of that. So I had to figure out, okay, so now you open the doors and you hang a shingle outside. Well, where do the patients come from? Uh, how do you bill insurance? How do you make money? How do you get them to keep coming back? How do you get paid? You know, all of those things. And that educational process was very stimulating for me. But like you, when you can do it in your sleep, it slowly begins to erode. It doesn't feel like a a challenge. It doesn't feel like a new hill to climb. And then you start taking it on its face value for what you're getting from it. And in my case, what I was getting from it was connection to people, uh, which I value high, connection to patients, uh, connections to people that were on my team, um, the enjoyment of, of the money that was coming in. And slowly it became, those things were no longer stimulating for me. And it slowly became not worth the trade of eight hours of being there all day to have that connection with patients. It was not worth the eight hour trade for the money that I was making, even though I was doing pretty well with it. And it just slowly one by one became not worth it. And where it got difficult was I could do it in my sleep. I only worked 20 hours a week and I made a lot of money for that time. So it was like, it was a big chunk of my week. It was a big chunk of my life, but it ultimately became not worth the time and effort to give up 20 hours a week of my bandwidth. Um, and then when I knew that I didn't want to live in Atlanta anymore and I wanted to, you know, be at the beach and, you know, like tomorrow, like as soon as I finish this podcast with you, I have one more and then I'm going to, uh, we're packing up the family and we're going down to San Clemente. Um, and I'm doing my first surf trip, you know? So uh, like I am living now the life that I dreamed about living in chiropractic. And so what got me through it was the vision of what my life could be. And thank God that I enjoy it because I could have came to California and said, this sucks. I hate it. Yeah. I don't like surfing. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know what I liked and what I didn't like. I, just, yeah. I had a, you know, a vision of a sun-kissed, you know, uh, soda, orange soda commercial, you know, that I was going to like live in that. And, you know, the good news is I feel like I am and I really love it. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm happy for you. You left me in Atlanta though. Damn it. Yeah, I left you in Atlanta. That's all right. You got you got some uh, some kids. You gotta you gotta get out of the nest. And then uh, then when that's done, uh, I'm I'm sure we're gonna see you. You know, somewhere somewhere warm, maybe here or Florida. Yep. Well, speaking of somewhere warm, I will be seeing you in two weeks mm-hmm. uh, for our next work hard, play hard experience in Cabo. And I cannot wait, dude. We've got. I've been on. Uh, I've spent the last two weeks almost every single day in Zoom sessions and meetings with the general manager of the Waldorf and uh, the people that are, uh, I hired Michael Jordan's planner to put together the events and I'm working with everybody associated with it. And there, I've got a team of people now that are so excited that you and everybody else are coming, Mm -hmm. that it's going to be one of the best trips we've ever had. It's going to be amazing. And I am just so 
grateful that you're coming. And I'm so grateful that everybody else is coming because we need this, man. We have been fucking <laughs> locked down. Yeah. And you, I mean, you got wor- a worse over there in California from what I've read. I'm like, holy oh crap. My, you have no idea. <laughs> no idea. Well, at the recording of this podcast, we, I mean, I don't want to get into politics here, but at the recording of this yeah. podcast, I just found out that Trump has COVID, which uh, I, I think that. is un- I read that. <laughs> unfucking believable. Oh, I mean, you, you can't make this shit up. He's right? going to put bleach in his veins now. <laughs> ah, all right. We're going right, to no leave politics. it there. <laughs> Dude, thank you. That was really funny though. Yeah. Dude, thank you so much. And uh, I, uh, do you have any final uh, words, suggestions, or an ask for the people that are listening? Yeah. If anybody's interested in any of the, the smart systems and learning how to do real estate wholesaling or flipping or purchasing long-term rental or short-term vacation rentals, go to reisocietyedu.com for the time being and follow me on Instagram, Brandon G. Thompson. All right. And we'll, uh, we'll link up to your Instagram and your educational services and products so everybody can see them. And uh, dude, I'm looking forward to, uh, to Brandon 3.0. I wonder what the hell's going to happen next. Oh man, I got some stuff to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. I'll catch you later. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.